Welcome to the Holden Village Podcast. Holden is a community of education, programming, and worship located in the remote wilderness of the Cascade Mountains. These snapshots provide a glimpse into the learnings taking place in our community. Let's tune in to this week's highlight. Hi, people of Holden. This is Elizabeth Austin. I'm a poet, and this is my fifth visit to the village. I'm going to read three poems for you. Two of them are fairly new. This first one is very new, and it was inspired by, or written in response to, I should say, a couple of poems by a poet named Lee Young Lee. And the title is, My Fool, My Death. My fool asks, why do you keep starting over? Or is that what my death asks? My mother sets the table with her mother's knives and forks, and we count the hands who have blessed the food and eaten together. My sister invents new ways to cook what our ancestors ate, and my fool and I wash each dish afterward. My sleep says, I have other continents to explore, packs a knapsack of leftovers and throws a leg over the windowsill. My body asks, where else will you live? My prayers ask if anyone is listening. My hands make the shape of devotion while my mind skitters along the kitchen floor, picking at the crumbs. The paintings on the wall claim time is an illusion, but the hands on the clock do not applaud. Lilies in a vase by the door refuse to open. The brown buds are reproach each time my gardener passes. Even the windows withhold the light, colluding with the sky. And God? God made other plans and did not arrange a substitute. My teacher wanders from one empty classroom to another, peering at the tiny desks, unable to read the words printed beside each crayoned shape. And still my fool asks, why do you keep starting over? Or is that the voice of my death? I am very fortunate to work at Children's Hospital in Seattle. I work in the marketing department there, but I also work with pastoral and spiritual care. I provide poetry and reflective writing uh, sessions for the staff as a means of self-care. And as a result of that relationship with pastoral and spiritual care, I was also invited a couple of years ago to write a poem for the hospital's annual memorial service for children who have died. It was a huge honor to be asked to do such a thing. And I wrote this poem for the service, and I think it's just helpful to know that one of the things that happens in the service is that the families who are there um, to remember their child who may have died that year or may have died many years in the past, families, some families come every year, there's a point in the service where they are invited to call out the name of their child who has passed. And this poem was read just before that part of the service. And it's called Calling Out the Names. Even frozen solid or emptied by drought, river remembers flood banks, the pulse of current. Stripped of leaves, each limb exposed, maple remembers the whoosh of branches, lush with wind and shade. Honey remembers hive bee, and blossom. Scar remembers knife, but also suture and the hand that bandaged. 
Bed recalls absent sleeper, damp breath on the pillow. Brush stilled on the dresser remembers knots and what followed the untangling. Grain in the loaf remembers field. Deep underground, the dahlia recalls every yellow face held skyward. Salmon tastes home in the sweet scent of its birth stream. Sand remembers shell, gravel, the granite cliff, lung, breath, throat, song, and I remember you. And then I'm going to change the tempo and read you a longer poem, a poem from my collection, Every Dress, A Decision. This is a poem that I often think of when I'm here at Holden because I love to hike here. So many other people hike here. Um, and then there's always that question of, do we hike alone? So this is called The Girl Who Goes Alone. Here's the thing about being a girl and wanting to play outside. All the grown-ups grinded into you from the get-go. Girls outside aren't safe. That guy in the car, if he rolls down the window and leans his head out, run. Because the best you can hope for is a cat call. And at worst, you'll wind up with your face on the side of a milk carton. Even when you're a grown-up girl, your father, because he loves you, will send you a four-page article about how to protect yourself while standing at the ATM, while jogging solo, an article informing you how to distinguish phony police and avoid purse snatchers, pickpockets, rapists, and thugs. Tell someone you're going into the woods alone, and they'll story your head with trailside cougar attacks, cave-dwelling misogynists, lightning strikes, forest fires, flash floods, and psychopaths with a sixth sense for a woman alone in a tent. To be a girl alone in the wilderness is to know that if something goes wrong, you pick the trailhead where the axe murderer lurks or the valley of girl-eating gophers. If you don't come home intact... The morning will be mixed with I-told-you-sos from everyone whose idea of camping involves an RV or a Motel 6. The message is clear. Girls must be chaperoned. So when, at the end of the day, you zip up the tent and lie back in your sleeping bag, fleece jacket bundled into a lumpy pillow under your head, the second you close your eyes, every least night noise is instantly magnified. You lie there, listening, running a mental inventory of any potentially scented item. Did everyone make it into the food bag hung from a tree? Toothpaste, trail mix, chapstick, sunscreen. Fuck. Sunscreen still in your pack, nestled right beside you, where outdoor man used to sleep. So you're up, out of the tent, headlamp casting its too bright spotlight, darkening the dark outside its reaches. You lower the bag, shove the sunscreen in, hoist and tie. Far enough from the ground to elude the bears? Far enough along the branch to thwart raccoons? Tree far enough from the tent to keep from signaling the proximity of ground-level, girl-shaped snacks? You go alone, in part, to prove that though outdoor man has left you, his body is the only geography he can deprive you of. He can give his muscled calves and thighs, his shoulders, chest, and hands to another woman, but not the Sauk River old growth, snow fields of Rainier, sea stacks of Shy Shy. 
He can keep you from the sweet, blood-thrilling hum of his body, but not the sweaty, blood-thumping pleasure of a hard-earned panoramic view or high-altitude starlight. Zipped back into the tent, you remind yourself you've never really been in danger. When have you ever been in danger? Well, there was that boy, but years ago, a teenager like you, driving around bored and pissed at the world, his BB gun and his father's two rifles on the seat beside him. Lucky you. The gun he leveled on the window ledge lodged nothing more than a BB in your thigh. The thing about being a girl alone in the woods is you know too much about the grain of truth in the warnings. Even if you seem impervious, weird good luck leaving you so far unscathed, you know the other girls' stories. Your sister, date-raped after a party in college, the two women shot on the Pinnacle Lake Trail, the singer killed by coyotes in Nova Scotia. The thing about being a girl who goes alone is that you feel like you shouldn't go if you're afraid. If you go, it should mean that you're not afraid, that you're never afraid. Your friends will think that you go unafraid. This girl who goes alone is always afraid, always negotiating to keep the voices in her head at a manageable pitch of hysteria. I go knowing that there will be a moment, maybe long moments, maybe hours of them, maybe the whole trip, when I curse myself for going alone, when I lie in the tent and all I am is fear. But I walk into the wilderness alone because the animal in me needs to fill her nose with the scent of stone and lichen, ocean salt and pine forest warming in early sun. I walk into the wilderness alone so I can hear myself, so I can feel real to myself. The girl who goes alone claims for herself the madrona, juniper, daybreak. She claims hemlock, prairie falcon, nightfall. She claims nurse log, sea star, glacial moraine, huckleberry, trillium, salal, snowmelt, avalanche lily, waterfall, birdsong, limestone, granite, moonlight, schist, cirque, saddle, summit, ocean. She claims the curve of the earth. The girl who goes alone says with her body, the world is worth the risk. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden. Blessings and peace to you.